0: You're listening to American Girl Women with Laura Tretter and Lindsay Adams Franca. This is a podcast where two millennial gals gather around the microphone and reminisce on the cultural phenomenon that took our childhood by storm, American Girl dolls. Contrary to what you might think, we aren't just talking about dolls here. We're diving into the high highs and the low lows of getting hooked on American Girl and all the childhood memories that come flooding back. So join us and a few special guests each week as we become American Girl Women.
1: Today on AGW, we are joined by Trisha Ryan, a consultant currently based in Chicago. Trisha grew up in Tewkesbury, Massachusetts, where she was a competitive Irish step dancer who also loved swimming, soccer, and reading historic fiction. She can now be found enjoying workout classes and wine, taking her love to the next level as she's studying for her next wine certification. Trisha had quite the trifecta of AG dolls, Felicity, Samantha, and Lindsay, and had a unique experience in obtaining doll furniture, but let's hear it from her. Trisha, welcome to the podcast. Hey, Lindsay, so so great to be here.
0: Yeah, so we are so excited to have Trisha on today for a little backstory for our listeners. Trisha and I went to high school together and we've been friends ever since. So love to get one of my high school pals on the pod to
1: talk all things AG. Have you ever talked about your love for American Girl before?
2: I don't think we've ever brought that up. Ever. I didn't know Laura was a huge fan of American Girl until she said she was launching a podcast. And I was like, <laughs> oh wow.
0: It's almost one of those things that I feel like people just assume. I probably just like assumed that you had American Girl dolls. I feel like it's actually something that I have a talent for telling whether or not people had them or not. Um like based <laughs> on AD radar. Yeah, like based on their personality. Like our other um high school friend who's like p- was part of our like little threesome group, I feel like I'm getting a strong vibe from her that she did not have an American Girl doll.
2: <laughs> I would agree with that. We should <laughs> confirm with her with no context after the podcast to see if we, we were
0: ready. Right. We should, um, but I feel like it's just something that like, you get a vibe and I probably assumed that Trisha had an American Girl doll, but I feel like because we became friends in high school, it was almost like we were too close in proximity to like when we would have been playing with dolls like I mean not that close but like it would have just been a few years prior like 10 years prior so like you're you're just like rejecting all things related to your childhood I feel like so that you can be cool so we never talked about it right that's fair
2: and we basically had our own live bitty babies senior year of high school because our other friends um her her mom had twins so we got to hang out with them a little bit and that was like the first time I'd ever interacted with the baby. It was so fun and <laughs> yes. made it the
1: adult version for sure. That's so fun. <laughs> yeah that
0: I almost forgot that that was like basically like babies on hand whenever we wanted but yeah our our friend again that was like part of our little three-way friend group like Trisha mentioned her mom had twins and like we were just allowed to do whatever with these babies and feel <laughs> like like we would play with them for prolonged periods of time and it was so fun because there were two of them so there was like
1: plenty to go around. That is exactly. so much fun. Oh my god, I wonder how old those kids are now.
0: They're like 10 or 11.
1: Maybe they're into age. I don't even want
2: to think about it. In my mind,
1: they're still because it then means that I got old too.
0: They right. they were two boys, so I don't think that they're into AG, oh. but um, but you know, maybe let's not rule anything out. We'll confirm that with her when right. we ask her if she had an American girl doll.
1: Right? There is there is
0: Logan. That's right. There's now an American boy doll. So
1: <laughs>
2: exciting. <laughs>
1: <laughs> all right. Well, before we talk all things AG with you, Tricia, why don't you tell our listeners what you were like when you were growing up?
2: So I think growing up, I was definitely much quieter than I am today. I've become a pretty outgoing person, but as a kid, I was pretty bookish. I liked to read a lot. I was one of those kids who stayed up in Red Harry Potter immediately when they got it because they like couldn't, couldn't stop. Um, I never really played with dolls often because I think I just had no imagination as a child and couldn't think to like animate a Barbie doll or something or have them play together. And so I liked to dress them up, but wouldn't, you know, have them interact. Mm -hmm. And then I found out about American Girl Dolls when my mom got me initially a My Twin doll and that like didn't go over very well because <gasps> they are terrifying oh and they ended up getting me an American Girl doll and then they had the books with it and so I felt like that was a cool way to not so much play with a doll but bring books to life which was I think more of my interest as a kid and then right. also the fashion.
1: Could we talk about your My Twin Doll for a moment? We brought this up on one of our very first episodes to one of our guests, but I don't think we've spoken to anyone yet who has had a My Twin Doll. I remember getting the catalog growing up and could you just like walk us through what that experience was like? Did you have a matching outfit for your twin? Did it actually look like you?
2: So I was told I was getting a My Twin Doll for Christmas from my parents, not from Santa. And I was kind of confused because I'd never heard of it before. So it wasn't something I you know, said I wanted, but they thought I would really like it. And then I got it. And then there had actually been a mistake. And it did not look like me at all. They put on the wrong <laughs> hair and it was extremely blonde. And for all of the podcasters, I am very much a brunette. So I was a little bit confused by it. And... It was often the outfit, kind of like a pilgrim. So I didn't even really want a matching <laughs> no. outfit. Um, I ended up sending it back and getting something that resembled me. But I, at that point, really wanted an American Girl doll. So right. um, at this, when I got the new, the updated My Twin doll, I also got Samantha, and then just essentially never played with the My Twin doll because it didn't really fit in with American Girl because A it had no backstory and B it was much bigger than the dolls and it was just like unsettling it was like a like a my twin Godzilla with all of the other dolls
1: oh wait
2: how tall are they I don't remember exactly but it it towered over over my American Girl doll <laughs> am I might am look it up I think I still have the my twin doll at my parents house I'll try to see if I can find um, <laughs> Please do. if I can get them to take a picture side by side
1: so you Please had a blonde do. you had a blonde my twin doll were your parents trying to like cover up the fact that her hair wasn't quite like yours to have the Christmas surprise.
2: They, they told me that they, they had sent it in <laughs> and I guess it was a mistake. And they're like, so this call to my twin doll, but like, don't feel large <laughs> when it doesn't look like you.
0: Oh my God. I just like Googled my twin really quickly to get a good image of what they look like. And first of all, the shade on My Twin is that when you type it into Google, immediately a sponsored resolve for American Girl <laughs> comes up. <laughs> and Also, twin in My Twin Doll is spelled with two N's.
2: It's yeah, so that was the first mistake.
0: But have you guys ever heard of like this phenomenon? I learned this from TikTok. It's called the Uncanny Valley Okay. So there's something very uncanny valley about my twin is like, they tried too hard to make them look like humans I feel like to the point where it's creepy whereas like we've spoken about this before with past guests but American Girl really got something right with the ratio on the facial features where it's like it's not trying to look like a human really like it's a doll and I just feel like they nailed whatever the golden ratio is for doll faces to make them not look creepy because the My Twin Dolls just like are not it at
2: all. They're
1: terrifying they're absolutely terrifying. I feel like
2: My Twins are smirking. I think that's why. Also, so the American Girl is 18-inch and then the My Twin is 23. So I guess cowering was a bit of an overstatement, but she did not match. So she did not play with the American Girl. Yeah.
1: It's funny to see all the My Twin dolls now on eBay and like probably all the conversations about like, like millennial girls just telling their parents, like, just list it. Like, I do not want this thing in my house. my like, god. They are- <laughs> They're so creepy. No offense to anyone who's had one out there. Like you loved it. That's awesome. But they are so lifelike and unsettling.
0: But there's something like about the faces that I don't know, like it reminds me of like the seventies. It reminds me of the exorcist or something when I look at it. Like, I feel like it's, it almost looks dated even though it's not, but maybe that's like the ones that I'm looking at are particularly old. I don't know how long my twins has been around for, but yeah, they are very creepy. And I never knew anybody, I don't think, that had one.
1: No, but, but I really, I until do see now. The <laughs> yeah, right. You're our first, Trisha. I do see the appeal <laughs> of having the matching outfits. Like, I remember the outfits being, like, pretty formal and, like, really chic. I would have liked that.
2: Yeah. I yeah. think that, given the option, I would have gone for a matching outfit that was cool but the one that it came in that was <laughs> I can not live without matching <laughs> totally what did you fair. say it
0: was like a pilgrim outfit
2: essentially <laughs> I remember it was a white long sleeve blouse with a Peter Pan collar and then a green dress that was sleeveless that went over it
0: wow yeah <laughs> <laughs> well all the my twin trauma aside What was your very first memory of American Girl? You kind of alluded to the fact that you got Samantha first. So she was the first doll you were introduced to.
2: Yes, I got Samantha as my first doll. And I think I got her for Christmas. And um, then I think I got Felicity, I want to say probably the next year for Christmas. And then Lindsay was the last doll that I got. And I think I got it whenever, I, like immediately when it came out, because I was so excited that there was <laughs> an American Girl doll that kind of looked like me. And I had short hair at the time. And I think perhaps given all of the trauma around my twin, my parents were just like, <laughs> okay, we'll get this for you. So right? that was the, the sequence of... Of me acquiring my dolls.
0: I was gonna ask you if you got Lindsay specifically because she kind of looked like you. Because at the time they didn't really have a doll, I feel like that captured your likeness with like curly brown
2: hair. Exactly, and I think she also had blue eyes too. So I was mm-hmm. really excited because I think doesn't really have, to have
1: brown eyes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 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 How old were you when you got all of the dolls?
2: I think I was about seven when I got Samantha, and then. Probably, I forget exactly when, when Lindsay came out, but probably would have been like nine. Yeah. Was Lindsay 2001?
0: 2001, I think real life Lindsay got me a catalog for my birthday (laughs) from like 2001. And I believe it's the Lindsay girl of the year, first year that she was available um, and there was like a two-page spread all about her. So I'll send you the pictures, Trisha, <laughs> so you can relive Ooh, it. That would
2: be amazing. Yeah, I think I would have gotten them then, probably six, seven, eight, because I think I would have been eight in two thousand one, maybe five, six, seven. Totally. Yeah. Definitely yeah. all before fourth grade. I was solidly in elementary school when I got all of my dolls.
1: Um, I totally forgot this, but. When I saw my mom a couple weeks ago, she purchased a couple items for me, which I'm very excited about. First is an American girl sticker book (laughs) and also an American girl character encyclopedia.
0: Oh my God. These, that, that is a great gift.
1: I need to have the character encyclopedia. Yeah. So it's a pretty thick book too. And oh my goodness, it has almost 200 pages and it goes through every pet every doll yeah it go- it goes through everyone here <laughs> i'm going to have to take a peek at that at
0: some point right? dive in does it have like and it has pictures of all of them oh,
1: oh there she God. is lindsay i'm, I'm opening to the oh lindsay my page, girl but <laughs> yeah it's it's highly detailed but it it's made um probably pretty recently since it has all of the um later outfits for the historic dolls that...
2: uh, I can't believe that in that photo for the birthday outfit for Samantha, she has the black shoes. I just don't understand why they did that.
0: Right? The black shoe outfit situation is just painful. Um, (laughs) So you're getting your dolls around elementary school time. And would you say that like your parents kind of picked for you? Or you like kind of sat down and were like, okay, I know I want Samantha. I know I want Felicity. I know I want Lindsay.
2: So I think for Samantha, I think they probably guided me to that one. I was definitely a bit of a girly girl when I was very young and you know, how like the big dresses, things like that. I think also being in dance class and stuff I was just very used to like costumes and things like that so and Samantha mm-hmm. was extremely bougie so of course I aspired to be her <laughs> and then I remember I wanted Felicity because I got into a phase where I was obsessed with colonial Williamsburg and just like the revolutionary wartime in general and then so Felicity I think I definitely advocated for Laura can attest to when you grow up in the Northeast, you become a bit of an expert in the Revolutionary War at the expense of just knowledge about the rest of the world in general. And so I think mean, that was a, that was a good like, gateway into learning about um, that time. And so Felicity really, really tied in with a lot of the local history and kind of like revolutionary vibe.
1: Yeah, definitely. Yeah, we've talked
0: about that before with past guests too, because so Lindsay grew up in Connecticut and we've said that like, if you grew up in New England, like they force you, you like know more than the average person, probably the average adult <laughs> about like some of these things because everything is just so old around you, like that it's just like what you learn about. <laughs>
2: Oh, definitely. Like I'm an expert in the battle of Lexington and Concord from school, but I could not tell you about World War I. Like unclear what happened. During that <laughs>
1: Fair enough. <laughs> but Definitely. So do you remember how you first got into the dolls in general? Like how you first were introduced to them?
2: I definitely remember the catalog and I guess they must have just sent it to my house. I must have just deduced that a young girl lived there who would be interested. And I remember pouring through the catalog and looking at all the cool outfits and the backstories and the accessories and really enjoyed them. And I think my parents kind of let me do it because they came with books. So it just kind of seemed like more of an educational, not completely Frivolous purchase. And so Mm -hmm. from there, um, that's where I I think I figured I wanted Samantha. And then always really loved getting the catalogs and just seeing what other new dolls or new accessories and other things would come out after.
1: Definitely. Uh, The catalog was so good. Should we talk more about it? yeah yes. let's
0: let's <laughs> get into the catalog. i I think that, like the funny thing is that, like, and you kind of touched on this just now, Trisha, but like we all kind of were able to scam our parents when the catalog came along because <laughs> it did have like some educational value, like because there were books accompanying the dolls. So it wasn't just all about like outfits and hairstyles and whatever. But, like, right. I feel like we at least I cuz I had five American Girl dolls. I feel like like I was just absolutely scamming my parents into thinking that it was all about like the books and nothing to do with <laughs>
1: the pretty outfits. <laughs> wow. Do you think AG thought along those lines too? Like they they must have known, right? Like we're we're giving this educational opportunity to kids, but also their parents will like it. Let's take advantage of this.
2: A hundred percent. You need, you need serious financial backing from your parents. If you're going right. to get into American girl dolls.
1: Right. My really? twin never.
0: <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, and it's like the repurchasing power to like the, cause the catalog, um, you know, it's not just like, oh, you get this outfit and it has nothing to do with a book, like at least for the historical ones, like every book or story kind of has like a vignette Mm -hmm. of outfits and furniture that go with it. So it's like, they're perfectly positioning them side by side.
1: Right. Definitely. So what were some of the things that you were most interested in the catalog?
2: So I was definitely most interested in the most extravagant outfits, which I think for the characters were always the birthday outfits. I feel like overall, those were, you know, the, the fanciest ones. Yeah. And then I was also really wanted to get the accessories and the furniture. And I think that's where my parents threw the line a little bit in terms of what they were willing to invest in my quote unquote historical <laughs> educational experience the dolls. Um, So I never got any of that official furniture from there. Or I think I never got even any of the outfits, actually. They bought me outfits from like craft fairs and things like that, that were Mm -hmm. made for American Girl dolls. Definitely not licensed, but never got any of the like official merch beyond the dolls.
1: That's fair. I mean, I, I think that some of the handcrafted furniture and outfits were even more special and took things to the next level.
2: Oh, definitely. And actually, so when I got the furniture, I got bunk bed and an arm and I think something else that I can't remember. But my dad, before I was able to play with them, he said that I needed to learn how to stain the wood to like protect the furniture.
1: So yes. <laughs> I
2: went down to the works like his basement workshop, and he like helped me stain all of the furniture and seal it so that it was... It was in good shape, so now now I know how to do that as well. Oh That's my
1: god, so cool! I love how he it was like it
2: was. It was a great bonding moment. I love how he was like, "You need to know how to do
0: this before you can play <laughs> with it. It's a it's a need."
2: <laughs> yeah, he's like, "You'll you need to protect the wood before you play with it. Otherwise, you'll damage it." And I'm like, <laughs> I just kind of dress them up and look at them. Like, I don't. There's not a lot of heavy duty play going
0: on, <laughs> right? Yeah, like I, what does he think those dolls are doing to that furniture? <laughs> I
2: don't know. He thinks they're having a slumber party, jumping up and down on the bunk beds, like just, just causing them. That.
0: Oh my God. That
1: is That's so, so cute. funny.
0: Trisha, besides, you know, the dolls that you had and the clothes that your parents obtained f- for you from um locations other than the official American Girl store, was there anything that you really, really wanted for your doll that was in the catalog that you were like lusting after every time you got it?
2: So it it was in the catalog, but my friend had Kit and she had all of Kit's furniture. And maybe because I actually saw the furniture and was able to play with it, I really wanted that furniture, even though I didn't have Kit. I think I actually, I read the books on her, but I never had the doll. And I just thought that her furniture was so cool. And I really wanted it. And she made living through the depression seem quite glamorous.
0: <laughs> totally. I mean, her furniture is kind of glamorous. It's like, correct me if I'm wrong, but isn't it like a green trundle bed situation? Yes. Yeah. Mm. That was iconic. A hundred percent would understand why someone would covet that. I mean, first of all, you get two beds in one. So. Exactly. E- economical right off the bat. Really.
1: Trisha, so you just mentioned that your friend had kit and her furniture, but did your other friends have American Girl as well? Like, were you interacting with your friends with your dolls too?
2: Not a ton. There was only, I only had one friend who I played American Girl dolls with. I don't know if it's because just other places, like other friends, we just didn't talk about it, but um, yeah, it's kind of strange in hindsight, but I only have, I mostly just kind of read the books and play with them by myself. And then I had my one friend who I would, who I would play with, with, with the dolls, but sadly did not go to any of the major like social events or, or things where you can do the, the unofficial doll <laughs> meetups and things like that. It sounded so much fun. Although I did go on vacation with my doll to Colonial Williamsburg with Felicity, obviously no one else could come because that would not be accurate, but yeah.
1: (laughs) Wow. Trisha, you and I have had very similar experiences. I feel like I also had Felicity. I also took her to Colonial Williamsburg with me. Um, And I didn't really play with my American Girl doll with my friends growing up, like My doll was like a very solitary activity from what I remember. Like, I really don't recall playing with the dolls, even though I had friends that had them. Maybe it's just blocked out in my memory, but I feel like I would remember that somewhat. I feel
0: like it was like, I mean, I had one friend who I played with my American Girl dolls with, but besides her and her sister, I don't think I ever really played with them much with someone else, because also like, I don't know about you guys, but I'm very controlling when it comes to play scenarios. So I also, you know, don't want someone coming in to my, you know, Felicity or Samantha scenario with like the wrong vibe. Like (laughs) there's there's a story and we're sticking with it. And like, I don't want to go off book. Like, I just feel like when you have other people Uh, In the mix, they sometimes aren't on the same page.
1: Yeah.
2: Laura, I'm sad that we didn't meet until high school because I think (laughs) you would have been on the same page in terms (laughs) of etiquette for American football play.
1: Oh my
0: God, 100%. For many reasons, we should have met before high school, but that's like chief, <laughs> chief among them for sure. <laughs> I love
1: that. And now, Trisha, you were into the books as well. Do you remember like, when you started to read them? Was it before the dolls? What was your experience like with them?
2: Yes, super into the books. I think when I got each of the dolls, I got the box set and tore through them pretty quickly. I Ooh. was a voracious reader. And then another book that I remember actually from my trip to Colonial Williamsburg was that um, in the gift shop, they had essentially like a big picture book that was filled of different relics or uh, like different like real life pictures of things that would have been like in Felicity's life. And I studied that so much, like what an actual like that would have looked like what an actual dress would have looked like. And I just thought that was the coolest thing.
1: That's so cool. Was it AG branded?
2: It was, it was, yeah, it was almost like a a kid version of a coffee table book, I would say. Um, But it was, it wasn't an American girl store, but there was like a little section. They definitely knew that some people (laughs) were there because of Felicity and they definitely catered to that group.
1: Wow. Give Felicity uh, an affiliate code for Colonial Williamsburg travel. She deserves it.
2: Seriously.
0: <laughs> they must have like looked at the statistics for people traveling to Colonial Williamsburg around the time Felicity came out and were like, oh my god, our like our visitorship is up like 500% <laughs> year over year. It must all be because of American Girl. Because I can't think of like, I mean, maybe it would be a fun vacation. I feel like I like a historical vibe, but I feel like if you had a Felicity and you were like reading about Colonial Williamsburg, like you're going to go in with like a little more enthusiasm than if you were just like, oh, my parents are taking me to this like old historic town. Right. Definitely. (laughs) So thank you, AG, for that.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Bringing history to life.
0: Truly. I also don't really think, like, if I'm thinking about it, like, is there any of the other dolls that really lend themselves to, like, a specific time and place in that way? Like, I don't think so.
2: Not really. I was thinking, like, maybe Athena, but I guess that's just more the Southwest than, like, any particular place. In hindsight, I'm shocked that they didn't have a Texas one. I feel like someone growing up in Texas would have been, would have been very popular.
0: Yeah, like an Alamo age one. (laughs)
2: Exactly. <laughs> Although if we talk about the most disappointing historical vacation, definitely the Alamo, extremely <laughs> underwhelming.
0: No, well, that's, that's because they didn't have an American Girl doll to ramp up some interest in that.
1: <laughs> definitely. <laughs> so funny. Do you remember what books you were most interested in? Like maybe like what book from like the series, like were you into like Samantha's birthday book or anything like that? I think I remember liking the, the first, like the meat
2: one of, of all the dolls. I didn't get to them all, but I definitely read Samantha and Felicity, of course. And then Lindsay definitely had a book that came with her. And then I also wrote it for Kit and Molly. And I just liked kind of learning about them
1: a little bit and,
2: and kind of like understanding the time period a little bit better. So I think just the first one for me.
1: Definitely. Meat books are always a classic. I have reread a couple of them recently, and they are delightful. Highly recommend anyone who is interested to revisiting that. Um, they literally take two hours to read at this point, and they're so full of historical facts that I found really interesting. Like Aside from the uh, end of the book, the peek into the past section, which I always loved, Um Just sprinkled throughout the book. There were so many interesting historical facts. I feel like the
0: I feel like the books do a really good job of painting a picture of the time period in a way that's easy for kids to understand.
1: Mm -hmm. Definitely.
0: Like I feel like, I mean, obviously, I don't know about you guys, but I loved that section at the front of the books that had like the little portraits of all the characters in it. And you can like read about how they were related to the main character. Loved that. Um, that was but very it, handy. Very handy. I, I felt very strongly that like I was able to like get sucked into those books, I feel like because they were actually really well written for mm-hmm. kids books. So, I mean, I'm not, you know, super sure how historically accurate each and every one is, but I mean, based on what I know and like what I learned from them, I feel like they do a pretty good job of staying true to history. So, Trisha, Felicity and Samantha and Lindsay, where do they currently reside? Are they still with us today?
2: They are. They're with my parents. They keep them in one of the closets in the bedrooms that no one lives in anymore. And actually, when I was asking them if they had any photos of me with my dolls which unfortunately they don't they found the dolls super quickly so it's good to know that they're still there and still in good condition hopefully to be passed on to someone at some point however the furniture was given away to a friend of theirs who had who had kids who who were looking for doll furniture so unfortunately I won't be able to pass down the semi-handcrafted furniture, but yeah. at least I still have the dolls.
1: Maybe you could pass down the sentiment of staining the furniture before playing with it. The thought of that. I think so, yeah.
2: <laughs> we need to learn woodworking before we can play with dolls.
1: Right. Honestly. Um, when was the last time that you saw your dolls in person?
2: Ooh, I think probably 13,
1: 14. I, well, I played with them a
2: lot, I think until about 11 or 12. And then I kind of ran out of books to read about the ones that I liked. I didn't have a lot of interest. I either loved the doll or the character or had absolutely no interest in learning about them in any way. So right. once I kind of got through all the dolls, I found interesting. They just kind of sat around and hung out. And then as high school was approaching, it was like, okay, I probably should, should reassess the decor in my room. And then that put my mom up <laughs>
1: That's fair. Well, I hope next time you're in Massachusetts, you could find them, hold them, play with their hair. That actually brings me to my next question that I'm curious about. Did you, how did you treat their hair? Like we, these are dolls that all have had their hair down. So they weren't being taken out of braids, but did you ever do anything against the guidance of AG? Like, do you ever give them a haircut or anything? AG hair is a very sensitive no. topic.
2: <laughs> I I am not good at doing hair and have never been. Um, so I think when I probably tried to do their hair at one point and it just, it didn't like feel right to do. I don't really know how to explain it, but like, it felt like it was like clearly meant to be in one position and that was it. So I yeah. just kind of let it go and just like, didn't do anything to it. Mm. Uh.
0: Felt right dream. to felt right to me to do stuff to it apparently, because I <laughs> I butchered not all of them, but probably <laughs> like sixty percent of the ones that I had had hair alterations <laughs> done. To them.
1: But I was, I was also tempted and completely ruined Felicity's hair. Oh
2: no, she has such gorgeous hair.
1: I know I'm going to re-wig my Felicity. And by the time this comes out, I hope I have re-wigged Felicity. I recently unearthed her from my parents' attic and I didn't remember giving her a haircut, but her hair is severely um, chopped up, uneven. It, it looked horrendously tattered. So I think I need to give Felicity the hair that she deserves. hundred percent. She deserves it.
0: I really hope that I find some of mine. I've been looking in the attic to no avail, but if I find any of mine, they will most definitely need to be rewigged. So I would love to go on a rewigging journey with you, Lindsay. But I need to find one of the dolls first. Anyone at this point? Right. I don't care which one it is.
2: I feel you like you can hang at the cafe while you wait. Exactly.
1: <laughs> I feel like what interests me most. So my friend who we had on the podcast a couple months ago, um, had re-wigged her dolls herself, like bought wigs on Etsy. And she shared that the wigs of the AG dolls are just glued on. And I already know how gratifying it is going to be like to peel back the wig, like all of that adhesive. I am very much looking forward to that moment. Oh my
0: God gonna have to document that
1: that
2: like freaks me out <laughs> I'm, I'm excited that you're excited but <laughs> Yikes.
1: I feel like it'll be like a good maybe I'll make a TikTok like it'll be like a good ASMR sound Thank Ooh, God. it will be it's like oddly satisfying <laughs> definitely TikTok it for
0: sure
2: I feel like you yeah. could do a cool TikTok transition with pre- old hair and and, and new hair, kind of like when people do like the glow up when they're like in questions or whatever, then like transition really cool.
1: That's a good idea. Honestly, though, before I pull her hair off, I'm also going to give her another haircut for the fun of it. I think I'll go pretty short with her hair and Yeah. There's how you do. Yeah, I do. I found so much joy in that growing up, whether it was cutting a doll's hair or even my own hair. Like, I gave myself a lot of awful haircuts growing up. And I just found so much joy in that. Probably why, maybe a little bit, why I work for a hair brand today. And yeah, I think. I would definitely, I'll definitely be giving her another cut, even shorter. She has like shoulder length hair right now. So I'll I'll give her a little bob. Yeah, that That would
2: look really cool.
1: It (laughs) would look so cool. I think that you should give her
0: curtain bangs.
1: Oh, good idea. (laughs) That's a really good idea. And use Amika and tag Amika. (laughs) (laughs) I'll, I'll give her curtain bangs and then I'll give her... Um, what are those bangs called that are like super short but cute baby, baby bangs yeah I'll give her some baby bangs I'll go through all of the different hair stages that I possibly could get away with
0: love it I think you should definitely go for it and then once you're done you can do like a big before and after moment
1: yeah I'll do the reveal and the before is, like, horrendous, though. Like, I sent a picture to Laura, like, straight from the attic before I brushed it out, and her hair could only be described as a rat's nest. Like, it looked awful.
2: But there's nowhere to build that up, and then I think you can make a cool TikTok out of it, and then American Girl can feature it, and that would be the
1: coolest <laughs> yeah. Right? A win-win.
0: Absolutely. A win-win. Definitely, Lindsay, keep us posted on this, because... I mean, who knows? Maybe you'll inspire some of our listeners to find their dolls and rewake them.
1: <laughs> yes, definitely. All right. So, Tricia, we end each interview with the same question, and we would love to hear this from you. What lasting impression did American Girl leave on you?
2: I think the impression that left on me is that history has so many different people who are participating in it. And if you can find someone who is living in a time or during a monumental event that you can identify with, history becomes really exciting. Because I think from learning about history in school, it was definitely, you know, somewhat, somewhat cool to learn about different, different aspects of life, but it wasn't as relatable to me as learning about someone roughly my age who grew up in this time. And it was really cool to see major milestones like Revolutionary War or Great Depression or the Victorian era, World War II, through the eyes of like what it would be like if I was there most likely. And so I think that was, um, that was the biggest impression on me. And I think being able to find books, even like as an adult to find, you know, historical figures that I think are really interesting and to learn about their lives has been, uh, a, a literary hobby of mine going forward.
1: Definitely. I feel like that's such like a relatable thing that I had with American Girl as well, you know, being able to see history through, um, someone my age's eyes and what the experience would be like, you know, if I was growing up in that time and, even today, like we're living through history, you know, more now more than ever. And I think growing up, I didn't feel that way necessarily. And I don't know if kids today, I I mean, I think they probably will, right. The world is upside down at this point, but when I grew up in the nineties, I felt like history was such a thing of the past. It is not currently happening. Um, And I found history so fascinating and especially through American girl and historic fiction. And that has also led to me personally, like also loving historic fiction and even nonfiction accounts still. I found this really cool TikTok account and there is a really interesting TikTok I found called things lost and found that. Um, a woman found a diary from 1917 from an 18-year-old girl who was very wealthy and grew up in Brooklyn. And it is so interesting to see the parallels and similarities, you know, to uh, modern day from over 100 years ago. Like, I really love small history and learning about people's lives in you know, the ways that weren't so overreaching, but more of the day to day. I totally agree with that. And I think that's why even like some
2: of the TV and stuff that I've loved in the past, like I just finished watching the Gilded Age, which I think is about yes. the time that Samantha was, was living. And that yep. was just really cool to see a kind of like the life she like or the the social scene that she probably was, was living in was just, was so cool.
0: Absolutely. I mean, you guys are both speaking my language here. I feel like, you know, Trisha, you summed it up by saying that like American Girl kind of made put allowed you to put yourself into history in a way that maybe you aren't normally able to do in the traditional ways that you're learning about history during school, but like also probably started for all three of us, like a lifelong love of learning in this way, um, where, you know, you have access to books or TikToks or YouTube or like TV shows or still engaging with that, like historical fiction and nonfiction content like I know that Trisha's a Downton Abbey fan I am also a Downton Abbey fan um I know Lindsay's a Bridgerton fan I am also a Bridgerton <laughs> fan so like I feel like you once you kind of like American Girls kind of like the gateway drug to like the Outlander, Downton Abbey, Bridgerton kind of like genre of TV.
2: I feel like as an adult. (laughs) I would agree.
1: (laughs) Fully, fully aligned on that. (laughs) (sighs) This was so fun. And now we have some games to get into, Trisha. The first game that we're going to do today is kind of a memory test. And we are going to look to a specific character that you loved. And that is Samantha. And we're going to see how well you remember the secondary characters, the friends, the family members from the Samantha series. And you could just quickly say who the person is in relation to Samantha. You don't have to go into like too much detail, unless you'd like to, um, if you could like really remember like a clear uh, detail of their life or a story around them, feel free to shout that out and impress us all. Um, (laughs) but really excited to hear how you do on this and how well, um, your memory is from this time. All right. Okay. I'm going to pull this up. Okay. I'm gonna start you off easy. Grandmary.
2: So that was Samantha's grandmother and caretaker because her parents passed away.
0: Damn, uh, off to a strong start. Really. <laughs> Thanks
2: for building up my confidence.
1: <laughs> Gardner Edwards.
2: Um It would probably be too on the nose if he was the gardener.
1: Um, <laughs> also referred to as Blank Guard.
2: Was this her uncle?
1: It sure is Uncle Guard.
2: <laughs> Whoa.
0: I feel like I feel like what throws people off is that they forget
2: that his full name is Gardner. And I feel like that's so, very Victorian to have names that are very different from what everyone calls you all the time.
0: Right. Okay. Right. Exactly. And like Samantha's last name isn't Edwards; it's Parkington. So, you know, for Grand Mary and Uncle Gard, they must be her maternal relatives
1: they are
2: yeah that would make
1: sense all right and then we have cornelia
2: was it a maid
1: cornelia was uncle guard's wife oh
0: but famously first his girlfriend yes (laughs) samantha (laughs) samantha was a little jealous of her yeah (laughs)
1: samantha did not approve and she wasn't she wasn't shy about it (laughs) Um, like a
2: parent trap moment with vivian
1: Yes, literally, literally. All right, then we have Lydia. Lydia, Lydia, I'm nervous to give last names because I feel like it would give away the answer. I
0: think you should give a last name for this one because I think. Okay,
1: this is Lydia Parkington. That's her mom. Yes. (laughs) All right, Agnes and Agatha. Are they cousins? They are Cornelia's younger twin sisters. Alright, oh, what would that even?
2: What would the official relationship be? There is that. Like, I know.
1: Like, There's a, like a... I'm like, are they cousins? There's a guy on TikTok who like will break down like exactly like what relatives are. Like this is once removed or twice removed. This is your third cousin, and he he breaks it down in a way that he should really do um, maybe some American girl characters in here. Like he'll pick out. I think like... that would be a great mini series. <laughs> <laughs> Truly. Then no, should I comment? Do you Samantha Parkington? the <laughs> <laughs> please, please do. Please do. <laughs> yeah. I think, I think perhaps that would be like, the twins would be Samantha's aunt situation, even though they're younger. I don't know for sure, but do you know how that happens sometimes? Mm. Oh, yeah.
0: yeah. Interesting. Yeah. But they're only by marriage.
1: They're so sisters. sisters-in-law. Are they sisters in law? But it's her uncle.
0: I feel like they're just not even related. Like, I feel like there's not even a name. <laughs> there's not even like a name for what that is. Like, I don't call my uncle by marriages, sisters, anything. That's true. We'll have to take this to Google later
1: and see what the deal <laughs> is. <laughs> yeah. I feel like my mind is reeling right now. Yeah. I don't, I don't know if they'd be anything. All right, let's get into the friends and minor characters now. That was the family. Um, So next up, we have Nellie O'Malley.
2: That was Samantha's friend.
1: Mm -hmm. Do you remember how they met? Was it
2: school? No.
0: More dark sided.
1: (laughs) More dark. (laughs) More dark sided than that. (laughs) Yikes! Shall you give it away, Lindsay? yeah, so Samantha lived next door to a rich family or woman, and Nellie and her sisters were sent there to work. And Samantha had met them outside and wanted to befriend them, but they were, you know, working at this house. They couldn't play. So Samantha befriended them. Samantha actually, would teach them how to read a major, a major storyline in the Samantha books.
2: Now, now I need to go back and reread them. Um, So I, I kind of remember that, but now, now I'm excited to go back and, and read them again.
1: Right. And I only remember this from the movie, but uncle guard adopts them eventually. So I don't know what relation that makes them at that point. I guess her cousins.
2: Yes. Yeah. Cousins of some flavor.
1: (laughs) They become cousins. How about this one? Eddie Ryland.
2: Oh, he was her, like, nemesis, and he salted the ice cream for her birthday party.
1: Yes! Amazing. Criminal. Yep. (laughs) All right, and then let's do one more. Um, Archibald Bemis.
2: And that was one of grand mary's friends i mean the, the name alone is distinguished enough to be in the yes. circles of grand mary but i don't remember anything specific about him
1: that's exactly it he's he's grand mary's special friend that was perfect <laughs> <laughs> he was oh i'm i'm looking at his wiki a little bit more so he was actually the best friend of william edwards before i paint a love story between them that was like her late husband's bestie
2: Wow. <laughs> I mean that sounds like a love story to me. Yeah, it could still be. Isn't, that's what happened in This Is Us. What if they were what if This Is Us stole the plot from AG? Could
0: have been. And you know, there just weren't a lot of men around back then.
1: No, no. I bet we could find some good Grand Marian Archibald Bemis fanfic out there. <laughs>
0: Like a prequel.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Like,
0: like, turns out he always loved her, but she married his best friend instead.
1: Uh,
2: Yeah, to marry for money, not for love.
0: (laughs) Practically, (laughs) practically writes itself.
1: (laughs) Truly. All right. Well, Trisha, I am impressed. These memories came back to you. I love that you remembered Eddie salting the ice cream. What a dick. We will never forgive him for that ever. And seriously. Uncle Guard is uh, famously quite attractive, not only in the book, but also in the Samantha movie as well. We all have a little crush on Uncle Guard and Grandmary, truly an iconic woman. Seriously. Definitely.
0: All right. Well, it's time for my game, which is a little bit different, a little bit more modern twist to it. But Trisha, you provided us with a list of some of your favorite celebrities, and I'm going to fire those at you. Not all of them. We'll just do two. But you're going to say who you think that they would have for a doll and why. Okay. So the first one, I'm very curious to hear what you think, because we've had this celebrity come up before on the podcast, and she's one of my favorite celebrities as well. Um, but which doll do you think Tink's would have?
2: Ooh. Um, so originally, I probably would have said Samantha, but I think I, since she got a cat, I think I've actually changed to Felicity because Felicity loved her lamb and I feel like that's pretty similar. And also like Samantha, I was gonna, not Samantha, um, Felicity, I feel like was also like pretty well off relative, to other people at the time and so I feel like that kind of like fits pretty well upper middle class
0: yeah, I yeah. Feel, so our original guest that put tinks as a celebrity said samantha and I I agreed with that at the time but I feel like tinks has kind of undergone a little bit of like a transformation in the past year where I feel like she's giving more felicity characteristics I so. would agree
2: yeah a little bit more like headstrong
0: yeah so definitely approved on that one okay and then the second um, celebrity I'm going to throw out there Julia Louis Dreyfus I was so surprised Uh, to see (laughs) this on the list but like I think it needs to be done
2: (laughs) wow I forgot okay let's see um ooh I feel like maybe also Felicity, because I feel like all of the characters, Felicity is just always like, in my mind as like super independent and a little bit countercultural. And I feel like at least like every character that Julie Louis Dreyfus plays is like extremely like loud and outspoken.
1: That's so but true. I think
2: also Felicity.
1: Yeah.
0: I think that that checks out, honestly. My one vote for Samantha for her would be that like she, Apparently, like her dad is a billionaire or something like that.
2: True, yeah. But right.
0: I think, like, if we're going personality, then yes, I think felicity is a, a great fit for her as well. Two Felicity gals, and I feel like Tinks and Julia Louis Dreyfus would get along.
1: Oh, hundred <laughs> percent. They're both they're both like a, a Samantha Felicity hybrid, which I think should be a category in its own. Like I feel like a Samantha Felicity myself as do Mm
2: -hmm. I maybe this is why I just you know all the
1: celebrities I like are
2: you know ones that would also pick the dolls I would
0: right (laughs) that's that's true it's like very astrological for sure
1: (laughs) (laughs) definitely uh well this was so much fun Trisha thank you for joining us today and please let everyone know where they can find you
2: awesome thanks for having me um my insta handle is t-r-c-i-a-r-y because i misspelled my own name when i made my handle and (laughs) now i'm too lazy to change it so you see me there drinking wine and you know reposting TikToks that i find amusing (laughs) (laughs)
1: love it well thank you so much and thank you everyone for listening
0: we'll see you next time